there's things that I can do that you cannot do because you're a female, whether you like it or not. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You and I will talk in our room for four hours about the same thing. They're going to like go to the gym or like yeah. do something like right. that. Men lose their voices a little bit in terms of wanting to tell their girl, like, I don't feel comfortable with you wearing that or, you know, I want you home at this time or whatever. Uh, to bring some more traffic onto your podcast, what do you guys talk about on the podcast? It really started off with just femininity. We were like on this journey of mm-hmm. trying to be more feminine and teach other women how to be more feminine. But then we kind of learned that there's more than just labeling a person as feminine. Like there's so much more that goes into being a woman than just being feminine. I think when you grow up in a Western society, there's this image of what a woman is. And in, in the U.S., it makes it very easy for you to use your body as your means of, you know, being feminine, self-worth, yeah. being okay. feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Megan and I explore the ways in which you don't have to use your appearance to show that you have value in this world. We want to be mothers one day. We want to have our own families one day. And a lot of women are lost from that. People are so lost in that instant gratification right 100%. now. And people are just involved in either situationships or short-term things that, you know, I don't think like in this society, if you were to go on a date with somebody, they're not thinking about marriage right now. They're not thinking about like no. long-term what they want to do, if they want to build an empire with another person. They're just thinking about, oh, am I going to hook up with this person? Nine times out of ten. Hook up culture. Yeah, or it's going to be a situationship, yeah. whatever. They're worried about that one specific night, and that's about it. 100%. I always say find God. To anybody else who does that, all the all the Miami people, men and women, find God. <laughs> Miami people. Find God. Have you guys been to Miami? <laughs> yeah. No, Miami. keep You've me never away. never been to Miami. Don't never. What about you? I, I've been in Miami, not going back. I always ask people, once. like, where should I go? And they're like, oh, Miami. I'm like, everybody goes there, though. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. So how do you define happiness? What is what is to you? Is building that empire defined as happiness? Mm. Good question. Do you want to go first? I think happiness is freedom. So when you wake up and you decide, today I want to do this, today I want to travel here, you have that freedom to live your life based on your own urges. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the base of femininity is. It's flow. So when I wake up and I have to go to work because yeah. I have to get the paycheck and I have to come home and I have to do the, this chore, to me, like that structure about life, that's more of a manly thing. Mm-hmm. So for me to just be able to be in my feminine, in my own marriage, in my own family setting, that would be my like greatest dream freedom within itself like when you're on your own is very important but when you're trying to figure freedom out with another person Mm -hmm. that's when it like gets hard and you have to figure that out yeah so yeah i kind of have a different take on that i would say for me at least personally if i had a wife or yeah my wife i would probably wouldn't have a girlfriend she didn't turn to my wife but if i had a wife I would 1,010% want her to have peace at all times. I would want all the hardships to be on me. And as much as possible, I want her to have a stress-free life where she literally wakes up and doesn't have to worry about a single thing. If she wants to, that's up to her. But I feel like for me, as her husband or as her man, it's my duty to kind of bring that peace to her as much as possible. I can't do everything, obviously, or she's her own person. But as much as possible, I need to be able to bring her that peace. 
Right, because as women, like, we go through so many internal things, and I know men do as well, but as far as, you know, I know everyone says this, but Mm -hmm. raising children and giving birth and periods, oh my gosh, I don't know. (laughs) So what were you getting at when you asked that question? Because happiness is defined by different people very differently. For me, I don't define happiness by going and having fun and having freedom. I define happiness by being almost constrained and having to work in order to provide for my family and the people that I love. I don't find happiness to be freedom because freedom is toxic. Freedom is not good. I disagree. Really? Yes, because I think that your basis of freedom depends on the type of person you are and the way that you grew up. So you may see freedom as girls going wild and doing what they want to do, but because of how I was raised and how my mom taught me to be valuing education, valuing being um, competent, I don't see freedom as going wild. I see freedom as I am so balanced and so happy that I can do this with my time. I choose to invest in positive, healthy things. You want freedom and you want to go to a club and your man tells you not to go to a club. Wouldn't you then have freedom? Yes or no? If See, I'm not going to clubs, period, if I'm yeah. in a relationship. That's not There's freedom. a certain okay. level of respect that you need to have when you are with someone. Right. Okay, where, correct. Okay. I agree with that. I, cur- I, I can see where that. you're coming from, though. I see if you're, you're single, saying. your freedom is different. That's a, I think that's a tough question. Happiness, to me, is probably just being able to take care of everyone around me. I think that's happiness. Like If I can wake up and I know that my sisters are taken care of, my mom, my girl, my dad... Like anyone around me that's associated with me, if I can take care of them and no one else has to stress, no one else has to worry besides me, that's freedom. I'm, I'm going to put it into perspective. So happiness for me is gratitude. I, don't, I, I can't, I don't think you can ever be happy without being grateful for what you have. Absolutely. I'll give you an example. Let's say, let's say I give you guys a million dollars, right? Each and every single one of you, I'll give you guys a million dollars for the next two to three days. Wouldn't you say that it'd be very, very difficult for you to be unhappy? Yeah. Okay. Screw the million dollars. Let's say I give you guys $10 million, okay. right? For the next week, there's no way in hell that anything can mess up your mood. Yes or no? Absolutely not. No. But what if I told you I'll give you that $10 million, but n- tomorrow you don't wake up? Are you going to take it? Absolutely not. Why are you waking up having issues in the morning? You should be waking up with a, with a blast. You should be waking up happy to be alive. Absolutely. You should be grateful that, that you're even there, Absolutely. right? So that's, I mean, it's, it's 100% gratitude for me, just, having, just being grateful for what you have. I agree. And it's crazy to see, like, a male's perspective on happiness in comparison to like what our versions of happiness would be because y'all's is like providing and you know being that male figure in people's lives and taking care of them but our version of happiness is being taken care of nails done (laughs) hair done we're brats (laughs) no but honestly again it's to each their own but that's that's the way it should be right i feel like if i have a daughter i don't want her to lift a finger that's just me if I have a son, he should be able to take care of his sister. You know what I mean? Again, right. his sister can take care of herself too and can take care of him. But oh. to a certain extent, I want my daughter to relax. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing my son in the wild. I'll be honest. <laughs> I want him to fight Throw for him his life. I want him to fucking fight for his life. That's be Tarzan up Ooh, in here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like misconstrued. There's a difference between wanting a man who is financially stable and secure and yeah. smart with his money and just wanting a man because he's flashing his Lambo and he's going to buy you everything. So as men, like, what do y'all think about that? Do you think it's, like, acceptable? Or how do you feel when a woman wants a man that's financially stable? Because to me, that's what I would want. 
Yeah. I think I think it's very natural to want a man that's financially stable. That's, why, why would you yeah. not want a man who could take care of you? I don't understand why. Period. Yeah. Why would you not want a man who? Could, I, mean, I like was you, hoping people, for that answer. Yeah, it's true. Because pe- women are like, oh, I don't care about his money. Yeah, you do. You do care about his money yeah. because his money takes care of you and of the family that you guys are gonna are gonna have later on. So yeah, right. you should care about money. There's there's no reason for you not to not to not care about money. But if you only like him for his money, that's completely exactly. Different. Yeah. A lot of women nowadays are addicted to male validation. And they Mm. may not want to admit that because it takes a lot of deep work to get to that place. But when you look at your actions and you look at why you're showing up in certain ways, you find that that's the core. That's the core belief that you're missing out on. So men who are toxic, I think it's okay to be masculine. But when it gets toxic is when you use your masculinity as a means to enable your own misogyny towards women. Mm -hmm. So if you're using your strength and your power and what you have as a means to control, and that's, I think, what a lot of men do. And it makes women more scared to be in their feminine because they think that the man's going to take control of them. They're not going to have a say. But I think in a healthy relationship, it's all about balance. I think women... They have an inability to say no and to vet men properly. Because I always say, as a woman, you're going to have a multitude of men that are always available for you. Like, that's just how it's the world truth. works. Yeah. It's yeah. the truth. 100%. But it's about your own ability to um, use your discernment when you are looking at those men. You know, if you see a red flag, you need to leave that situation immediately. I think love in this society is completely gone. I don't think love exists as much as it used to before because now you have the option to always replace anybody that you are with at any point at any time. So having options makes it really hard to just keen on and just, and just focus on one person. Um, and I think our, our society is completely, completely corrupt. I think the place that we live in, it's, I mean, hell, sex is fucking free, but most of the time anybody can, <laughs> yeah. you know, pe- people get more, more, hurt when they lose their phone than when they lose their virginity people it's, it's insane <laughs> it's in fucking insane so I'm dead so that's what i'm saying we live in a completely corrupt society where yeah. people are just just going around throwing their body everywhere and it devalues you as a person to be honest because yes. how, how are you going to find that special someone if you're going to give your body out to everybody else that's both men and women uh-huh. i give shit to men for having multiple relationships and multiple people and multiple wives right. wives is okay but wives is only because he takes responsibility of the wives but multiple relationships multiple I'm, wives that's okay to you well here, here's the thing so multiple wives is not for fun Anybody who has multiple wives has the responsibility to take care of multiple women at a time because of a man can't a man can't handle her and a woman needs a man. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's not gonna go most of the time he's not he's not sexually intimate with all of them. It's he's But feel, then yeah. how does his main wife feel special at that point? Because well, I wouldn't want a man who has multiple women in his life that he's taking care of. Well, his main wife feels special because again, he's not intimate with anybody else. He could be intimate with one person, but he can give the title of the wife to multiple other women. Um, so he takes on the responsibility of taking care of multiple women. And I know it seems like it's something really fucked up in the society. I get it. Um, but it's something that was actually done a long time ago and it's still being done today. Mm-hmm. But having multiple relationships, why'd you guys look at each other like that? <laughs> we always were in sync. Mm, okay. So with the sexual relationship. Or next time we make a point, just. I know, I just give each other a look. Yeah. Right. Stop. Okay. See right through it. I think that I still wouldn't feel 
special because, because men sex, value sex and women exactly. don't value that. We value our emotions we, over that. We value being the main special woman in your life over having sex with you because I think men just value sex a lot more than women do, honestly. We care more about that emotional connection than anything else. Your sacrifice of being sexually selective would seem like a sacrifice to you but for us we still care about the other aspects of it we still care that you're talking to her we still care that you're taking care of her it's not just about the right sex. after a certain age women are not as valuable as they before used to be because they cannot give birth the thing that gives women value is their ability to take care of children nurture give birth do all the feminine stuff that you guys were talking about but after a certain age it's complete biology women don't have the same value per se because they cannot provide those same things, mm. right? And what do y'all think about brotherhood? I think it's key. It's essential, to be honest. If, if you see anybody who's successful, I have not once seen anybody be self-made. That, that term, I don't believe that term exists whatsoever. Anybody who was quote-unquote self-made had somebody to back them up, had some type uh -huh. of figure to be there with them, whether it's a man or a woman. But brotherhood is essential, but it's very hard to find an alpha male or an alpha female that has another friend that is just the same, especially for women, because it's already hard enough to find other girlfriends. That's why I love our friendship. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times when you see a powerful man, you see him, but then you meet his friends or acquaintances, and it's a completely different story. So do you think the more protective your man is, the better? I think protective, yes, is good. I love that, honestly. If he's not, I don't know if I could do it. I think when you tell me what to do and what I can't do, that's when you draw the line. But if you talk to me nicely about it and you're like, okay, um, this is why I feel this way and you get me to understand, then that allows me to be like submissive too and try to see what you're saying. And I'm like, okay. yeah, Like with the whole like... I guess dressing in certain ways. Like one of my friends posted a photo today and he was like, you know, to all the men out there, be kind to your girl, let her wear what she wants this summer, don't be controlling. And I slid up and I was like, I think as women we should have more respect for our man and, you know, preserve <coughs> ourselves and hold a little more class mm -hmm. because that shouldn't be for everyone to see. Every single woman that I've been with has had to change her dress code, has had to dress a certain way, <laughs> has had to be back home by a certain time. I don't play around with that stuff. He because said back home by a certain that's time. That's very true. That's 110% true because, again, I know how, how men are, and a lot of stuff happens, fucking sex trafficking. A lot of things happen at night that would not happen during the daytime. So, yeah, you do have to be home by a certain time. What you time? do have to dress. What time? What's your girl's bedtime? Well, yeah, what's the curfew? Well, to be honest, I would say... 11 12 unless i'm with her okay um but for me that's that's a that's a red line for me where i'm just like okay there's things that i can do that you cannot do because you're a female whether you like it or not it doesn't it doesn't matter because you're a target to some people who i'm not a target to they see right. a smaller girl okay they see a weak girl they're gonna try to come at you at a wrong time at a wrong place and guess what i'm not there to protect if i was there yeah. But I'm not there, <laughs> right? So yeah, there's definitely a difference between you walking in the street at 1 a.m. and then a female walking in the street yeah. at 1 a.m. And that's it, just the truth of the matter. It, it amazes me how, how men let, let their girlfriends go out to clubs and stuff like that. Not even to clubs, just out in general. Right. Like 1, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Like right. Some 
men lose their voices a little bit in terms of wanting to tell their girl like I don't feel comfortable with you wearing that or you know I want you home at this time or whatever I think a lot of men well I'm gonna call them boys because you're not a man if you're scared (laughs) but boys are uncomfortable with stepping up now because some women just want to have so much equality to the point where men don't even want to say anything anymore they don't want to feel like they're controlling but the reality of is like you're not controlling anybody it's just how it should be i feel like i think i think women rule the world i've said this time and time again i genuinely think that women rule the world men do all the i'm not gonna say all but men do most of the work all the construction that you see outside all the roads that were built were built by men but women still rule the world anybody want to ask me why why? Because we do everything for you people, for you women. We do everything right. for women. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! That's a valid point. I love that. No one would be, no one would be buying two million dollar houses. If <laughs> Nobody would care. You think we'd be flexing? Yeah. I'd right, be living like, in a condo right. with a one bed. I'd be chilling. Yeah. Money wouldn't have as much value, no. or status wouldn't have as much value to men Absolutely if it not. wasn't revolving around a woman. And mm. You wouldn't be getting bottle service at clubs or like literally right. anything. Anything. That's your concern. A lot. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, bro, I know a lot of guys that are spending. I'm like, bro, that's a down payment on a house. Like, they're oh, spending yeah. five, six, ten thousand dollars a night. And I'm hearing about this. I'm just like, yo, why didn't you call me, man? I could have got you a house for that amount. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think uh, women definitely have a huge, huge, huge take in why guys do anything they do. That's an interesting you know, realization. Yeah. I never really thought about it like that, but it's kind of clicking now. There's different aspects to it. And I think you have to check as many boxes as possible. You know, as, as you have to be one, you have to be financially stable. You have to be a smart man. You have to physically be able to take care of people. Like there's so many different boxes that you have to check to be considered like a high value man, I guess. Um, so it's like hard for me to like, narrow it down, but honestly, I guess just being in a position to where you can, be the person that takes care of people on all aspects. Like it's not just certain way you can't just be rich, but then you're walking with your girl and you can't take care of her whatsoever. You know what I mean? There's, there's yeah, different. 100%. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll tell you as much as guys do stuff for girls, guys also do a lot of stuff to other impress guys. other guys. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you want them to see you, you know, driving this car with this watch, with this girl, like, Bro, I started going to the gym. Ways. I started going to the gym. I haven't been hit on by a single woman, dude. It's all men. How'd you get this party physique, man? How'd you do this? Because women aren't meant to be, like, natural chasers, you know? What do you guys think about that? About that, yeah, no. No, I want to know. That's that's definitely changed. That's changed so much within within the last 10 years. Fuck no. Good. Absolutely not. I I don't know if it's a bad thing, but for me, it's like the chase is, like, the the, the best part. And this is, like, back in the day when I used to actually go through that, but, like, Little girls coming up to me and talk again. Sometimes it's it's nice, but like for the most part, I want you to be like, "Yo, get the hell away from me!" Like I want bro, it to be a challenge. I, I want, want a girl to completely <laughs> seclude herself. I want her to block yeah. me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that's when it gets fun. You're texting through cash. You're gonna app, have to email her. App. App. Yeah. It's gone oh, to that God, point. You have no fucking idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like once there's no chase, it's like, well, then what is it? Here's the thing. I think there's a di- so with the chase. I wouldn't want someone that's like, you know, I'm DMing you, I'm trying to talk to you, and you're just being all like rude. Like, you're you're never getting a text from me ever again. That's mm-hmm. it, done. Uh, but there's a certain level to where it's like, I know that not anybody's getting your attention. You know what I mean? I know that if I'm texting you, and I'm getting a response, that must mean something. You know what I mean? I don't want if I know that yo, if you text her, 
she's gonna respond to you the same way she's responding to me that's when i'm that's what i mean by the chase like, i i want to be the one that like the different one that she's like actually responding to and then we can have that chase but it's not like where it's like i'm like hey talking to you and you're like taking hours to respond or playing games well, like i'm not dealing with that let's be honest that chase is always going to be there unless the woman gives up herself to you completely so that's that's why i mean i'm honestly a big fan of of sex only after marriage i'm a huge fan of that i am completely okay with that 110 percent for both the men and the woman honestly because that chase is always going to be there mm-hmm. no matter what you're always going to have that chase if you have a woman truly for who she is before the marriage, then you're not gonna get to the marriage most of the time. I actually want to ask you guys about something because I, I got a lot of a lot of I wouldn't call it hate. It was hate. I'm not gonna lie, but I got a lot of controversy on this. I said that uh, I, I said to take accountability, right? So I give an example. I was like, if your man is abusing you and you're staying in that relationship and you're being abused, then you deserve to be abused because you are staying in that relationship. Uh-huh. That was the quote that I said. The amount no, of I backlash agree. that I got on that, you agree? We've, I've literally said this so straight up in one of our podcast episodes. I talked about that. It's true. I mean, your circumstance is because of what you're tolerating and what you're allowing into your life. Mm -hmm. If you had higher standards and you didn't tolerate things, then you wouldn't be in that situation. I mean, it's that simple. And you can even go as far as to say that the beliefs that you have internally are what cause that. And that's right. what gets people so triggered because they're like, oh, I was abused. That's not my fault. That has nothing to do with me. But it does. It really does. You, everything that happens in our life is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if bad stuff is showing up in our reality, it's because we don't have these good core beliefs. Mm-hmm. If you're walking down the street and you get hit by a car, it's still somehow, I'm not going to say your fault, but you should still take accountability for it. You should be like, I was in this situation somehow. You cannot justify not being accountable just because you were oblivious in that situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I, I got a controversial question right now. You guys are not feminists per se, but you guys work on women empowerment. So what's the hardest thing about being a woman? Insensitive men that don't understand. So the hardest thing about being a woman is a man? Because men need women and women need men. Agreed. That's how the world goes around. So, I mean, people can sit here and say they want to be independent and they want to do their own thing, but mm-hmm. we all need each other. So if a man in my life is not doing his part, I'm not going to feel good inside. And that's just the truth. You can call that codependent. I don't care. I need a man and, I'm, you know, he needs me. So do you believe that you can train a man to be train? Ha- train a man to be exactly how you want him? I don't think I don't, you should have to. I don't think you should have to. I don't think you can train a man, but I think there are ways to make them respect you. Honestly, if you really love him, go for it. But it's draining as a woman having to be in a position like that where you always have to teach him or show him. It's hard. It's not about teaching him or showing him. It's about showing him that you have value, that you're scarce, that your body's scarce, that you as a person isn't valuable and not out there for everyone. How you do that is, again, through adding scarcity to yourself by saying, hey, I don't like what you're doing right now. If right. this is going to continue to happen. Oh, so I'm that's what it. you mean. Okay. Yeah, so, it's, so it's more or less training a man in a way. So you're like, okay. Um, I took training quite literally. Yeah, yeah. He's not a dog. You're not going <laughs> to fucking yeah, I was like, every single um, time he does something well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, something that I've definitely learned is maturity. Like, I think some females will handle a situation by being super crazy like pulling up to his house checking his location like all of these things are super masculine first of all but then a woman who knows her worth she's gonna tell him straight up i don't like when you do that 
and there's going to be a consequence to it. Either she pulls away or she takes her space or whatever, but there's going to be a consequence to the action. And I think that's the only way a man will really listen. He doesn't really listen when you're sitting there crying in his face and nagging on. He only listens when you are about that action. And I'd say that the hardest part about being a woman is being a refined woman. Because when you grow up in this society, you can act like everyone else and you can be that type of woman. But taking those extra steps every day for your self, um, self-improvement work and learning how to be elegant, learning certain manners, how to dress, how to talk, how to carry yourself, that's the more difficult part about being a woman because not everyone gets into that space yeah. and not everyone wants to. And I was actually reading a Steve Harvey book that she actually already finished and she handed off to me. And I was Which one is it? Act like a lady thing. Act like, like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That one. I know that one. I was reading it and I mean I can admit there's a lot of valid points in there, but I remember reading a couple pages to my boyfriend. I was like, What do you think about this? Like, you know, do you agree with what he said? And my boyfriend was like, I don't like that you are reading a book and getting advice from another man. That has a different life, has been in different situations in his life, genetically, biologically. He's just a different man. But and here's I agree. the thing. Diversity of thought, diversity of race, diversity of gender directly correlates to success. Mm-hmm. So the more information and the more advice that you can get from other people, the better off you are. Whether or not you agree with that vi- advice or not, it's giving you a new perspective. I think in terms of everything else in my life, yes. But in terms of my man, I don't agree because he is a completely different person and I will never take advice from anyone when it comes to him. You know, I think when you know your person and you understand them fully and you love them, that's all that matters. We talked about the most difficult things about being a woman. I'm, I'm going to get you guys perspective. What's, what do you think the most difficult thing about being a man is? I'll start with Amar because he's a man. <laughs> I was like, why is he asking me? Um, the most difficult thing about being a man, um, I would just say the the expectations and like the burden. I feel like you're expected to be a certain person, do certain things, which again, I feel like as a man, you have to step up and do it. But there is a lot of weight on your shoulders. Um, and I feel like the more you do, the more you're expected. Like every time it's like, okay, what's the next thing he's going to do? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And then. I think sometimes it does get a little tiring, um, but again, it's part of the job, right? I 100% agree. I can see that. I think the most beautiful thing and the toughest thing about being a man is that you start your life off with no value. You're not born with any value. Zero. And you have to build yourself up in order to gain that value, as opposed to a woman, when she's born, she already has value. Value, but not refinement. <laughs> so. Well, the thing is, we gain value. We have the ability to gain value and lose it to a certain extent. You guys have already are already born with value, but you yeah. can only lose it. You cannot gain value. That's I can see that. True. You can only lose yeah. your value. I mean, I feel like men have a lot of pressure already. I, I would not want to be a man. I <laughs> I would not. Uh-uh. Want to be. I'm not doing it because I like to share my emotions. Okay, all the time, oh, anywhere, any place. Do you want your man to share his emotions with you? Yeah. I don't want an emotional man. I don't want that an emotional is. man, but I want a man who keeps it real. And knows when to show me. If your man is depressed, would you want him to tell you? Yes, 100%. And you're going to have an okay reaction to that. I can respect the fact that you're going through things and I'm going to be your support system. But that's the beautiful thing about women and men. I feel like men, they go to their brothers for that advice, but they go to a woman just to be there 
for that support. You know, when a man and a woman are arguing, a woman wants to dwell on the problem and talk in details about it. Yeah. A man, he wants solutions. He doesn't want to talk about all this blah, 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 blah. He's like, okay, what can we do about it? Right. And I have told you this before, like, when I walk into a restaurant, I'm looking at the lights and, oh, it's so pretty. And I see, like, the tablecloths, this, and the chairs are this, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm describing to you in detail about it. A man is going to be like, yeah, it was cool, bro. Yeah. It was nice in there. He's, he's going to look at the menu. No, I really? think yeah. I 1,000% agree with what you say because, I mean, again, you're, I know marketing is not a joke. Eh? All the clients that you have, multi-million dollar corp like corporations, like, depending on you to get them leads or whatever it is, Real estate. I have a million clients calling me at two a.m., three a.m. I get, it gets stuff gets stressful. I mean, guys go through stuff, but I don't think I'll ever. Whether it's my family, whether it's let's say if I had a girl, whether it's my no one would know. Every day is a good day. I'm smiling, making sure she's happy. Mm. I don't want any burden or any stress on her or my family whatsoever. Nobody would but, know. But then when it comes to my brother, my cousin that I told you guys about, Hussein, I'm calling him like yo. I, I'm, I'm in I'm in this shit right now. Like, this is happening, X, Y, and then I can mm -hmm. go off. But let's talk about why that dynamic works. Because when you're a certain polarity, your person is going to be the opposite polarity to you. So if, as a man, you start acting feminine, then your woman is going to start acting masculine. That is literally how the world works, how energy works. And that's why it just is not, it doesn't flow, it doesn't work, because that's not how it's naturally supposed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. For me, it's just more of, again, like I said, I just don't want them to stress. I don't want you thinking about my job, thinking about the stress that I'm going under. Mm -hmm. Omar had a hard, no, Omar had a great day every day. Mm -hmm. I and never have a hard day. Absolutely amazes me too. You're in a relationship. A woman is going to want you to be more emotional. Speak about your emotion, man. You got this, right? The second you do, it's like, I'm not really attracted to you anymore. You yeah. have emotions. So that's kind of where it derives from. But for me, honestly, I don't really share emotions at all. Like at all, See, it's t uh, okay. You could say, "Oh, I'm bottling everything," and I'm really not. I box. I go to the gym. Yeah, because yeah, they there. let it out There's in different, different ways. Outlets, yeah, you yeah. and I will talk in our room for four hours about the same thing. They're gonna like go to the gym or like yeah. do something like right. that. So it's different. See, I don't agree with what you said though. How, you know, the minute you show emotion, she runs away, whatever. Because that's not how I feel in my relationship. Like. I actually want to hold a safe space for him to tell me, you know, I had a bad day. This yeah. is what's going on. Not expecting him to cry, but there, there's levels to there's it. There's attractive keep, emotion and there's very me, ugly emotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about overly emotional, but keep me in the loop. I want to feel like I have a partner. Like we, I'm not the only one telling you things about myself. I need to be kept in the loop too. I need to feel connected to you as well. And mm. that's part of growing in a relationship is you're both able to be vulnerable with each other. And if the girl decides she wants to run away, then I mean, yeah, I think it has to be a very specific person for I guess even it has the to trust be the right and, yeah. person. Also, yeah. it has right? to be the right reason. What do you mean, the right person? It has to be the right reason. Yeah. If your man comes to you and cries about his, his flat tire, you're gonna be like, "Who's this guy?" Right? <laughs> if somebody dies, you're gonna be like, "Damn, that's really fucking." No, there, there's there's he has emotions, yeah, right? Exactly. There's there's levels to it. I feel like yeah. Again, there's so much stuff that happens throughout a day that I feel like a lot of people will make a big deal out of when it's really not. Like, every day is a great day. Unless someone passed away, unless someone's sick, every day is a great day. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, having a flat tire, like you said, having a bad call with a client, whatever it is, 
I don't think it's significant enough to where I'm going to bring it up and, and, and stress someone out about it. You know what I mean? I think there's different levels to it. Again, if, if, you know, someone's sick or whatever's happening, I'll definitely be a little bit you know more emotional about it. But th- some guys are just way too much, in my opinion. So let me ask you guys this. Yeah. As a man, what would make you guys almost pull away or want to distance yourself from a woman? Whether that's your girlfriend or not. Well, let's just say girlfriend. Mm, I have a long list. Let's hear it. It's a very long list. Let's hear it. What and makes you feel like you need space? Dude, the way that a girl is, is directly reflected to how her family values are. So by getting to know a girl, I can easily tell what her family values are and if it'll even match with my family or not. Because the way I'm attracted to a girl is by ensuring that she can be a good fit into my family. So things that can make me um, pull away is, again, her maybe staying out too late, clubbing, doing some degenerate things, not working on herself, you know, um, being lazy, not being there, um, entertaining other dudes, having me. It's a whole entire list. Again, I mean, if she's my girl, Mm -hmm. then it's a a different story. Again, there's obviously certain things that. I don't want you, you know, talking to a million different guys and, and doing all this and going out every, again, do your thing. But there are certain things for me. It's like, and it's, it's, it's honestly an issue on my end. If I see certain things that just doesn't align with, I guess, what I go for, what I respect, I just pull away and it's mm-hmm. a bad thing. And I should probably talk to her and let her know, Hey, X, Y, and Z. Right. For me, I'm just, I don't have the time. Like if I see something I don't like, I'm out. And I, I don't know exactly what that is off the top of my mind, but it's happened several times where everything is great, but then mm-hmm. some crazy stuff happens. I'm just like, not my thing. I just like peace. Mm. Good. See, I've mm. noticed that like men are good at putting that emotional like barrier or wall up as soon as they feel like shit's about to get crazy. Yeah. What causes that? Like men put a barrier up when things get crazy. I, c- I don't mind crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like crazy. Don't, get your mind I, think he's I don't, a I don't toxic. mind. <laughs> I don't mind crazy because yeah. if it's crazy of her like checking up on me all the time, checking my location type shit, I'm cool with that. I actually, I actually <laughs> yeah. honestly, I'm very cool. I with actually that. like that a lot. And if but she's crazy, that highlight to you that she's insecure about something. No, no, Why? not at all. Not really. She's just crazy about him. I, like if she's not crazy about me like that, then who is she crazy like so that for? So that unrestricted passion doesn't bother you at all. Mm. Only if I'm that able doesn't to bother me either. Back. Wow. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine your man calling you. Let's say you're having a girls' night. He calls you like, "Hey, I'm just trying to make sure everything is okay. Everything all good? Do you need anything?" I get two second call. That's I it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Just checking right there. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy too. That's good. <laughs> he knows that. I feel every like when time you, she yeah. looks up, dude, she's, she's thinking, thinking about, about it. Yeah, she's like I looking am. at every single time. Like, yeah, where's he at? Yeah. No, because I will literally yeah. kill a girl that thinks yeah. breathes or yeah. walks near him. Dead ass. I see. So let's get into like the the businessy side of things. I know you guys are into uh, reading a lot of like self development books, business books. Um, let's give the audience a couple couple top three books that you guys would want mm. someone to read and recommend. And I guess it can be self-development, business, whatever it is, or even podcasts. I'll start with you, Raheem. Podcasts, too? Okay. Podcasts, books, the whatever. 48 Laws of Power is a dangerous fucking book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dangerous book. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's a book called 10 Times Market Hacking Formula as well. It teaches you on how to focus on only the things that matter and not focus on the things that don't matter. That's why it's called 10 times. It teaches yeah. you how to focus on things that are only 10 times your revenue. Yeah. 
But one of my books would be um, Women Who Love Too Much. That's the name of it. I feel like at a point in my life, I was a woman who loved too much and almost to the point where it was overbearing and I couldn't focus on myself at all. So that book definitely put things into perspective for me. As far as podcasts, I mean, I don't have a specific one. I just Shout out your own podcast. This was yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Podcast. I listen to just different self-development podcasts like, you know. Absolutely. How to, you know, control your mind. And because the mind is where you have to live in all day, every day. So if you don't have your mind in control, mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I have a couple self-care practices that okay. I think would be really useful for you guys. So. Books, obviously, podcasts, obviously, but when you think about the way that your brain works, so when you go to sleep every night, your brain is in theta brainwave state, so it's more receptible to the information that it's taking in. So I listen to these eight-hour affirmation tapes while I sleep, and it's just stuff like, I am loved, I am valuable, whatever. absolutely. And literally, it has changed my life, like, completely. (coughs) It's just turned everything around for me, like, the way that I show up in the world and how people um, receive me as well. So that's something that's very important. And then also taking hold of your um, nervous system, your autonomic nervous system. So Mm -hmm. when you do breath work, um, you're actually re-regulating re-regulating your nervous system and I don't know if you guys have heard of um, Wim Hof he's his Mm -hmm. nickname is like Iceman and he has broken like a lot of world records for withstanding like extreme cold temperatures and this is his method is doing this breath work 11 minutes every day so the breath work the nightly affirmation tapes as well as um, you know in life, everyone is our teacher. Yeah. So I don't think there's one resource you can go to that's going to tell you everything you need to know about life, but mm-hmm. it's having that open um, mindset towards everyone. You know, I can learn something from you. I can learn something from you, from you. Absolutely. Even if you don't agree with those opinions. So walking right. around every day with that mindset of I'm going to be better today, I'm going to receive something from someone else. Absolutely. Right. I, I like that a lot. <clears throat> you guys ever try meditating? Um. For me, I think my meditation is like prayer. Um, I'm mm-hmm. Muslim. I pray like five times a day, or at least I try to. And like yep. the morning prayer, like Fudge, is like kind of like my meditation throughout the day. But, but we're talking about, about like closing your eyes, breathing, because no, I, I pray really. too. Yeah. It is the most, oh my God, I think you need to try it, okay. to be honest. I had a, I had a friend um, who I had on the, on the podcast as well. I gave him this, the, the, the self-paced, I think it's called self-paced meditation. It's like mm-hmm. a business meditation video. Yeah. Gave it to him. This man texts me at 3 a.m. He's like, bro, I'm tearing up. Wow. Text me at that shit. And I'm like, yo, I, I did something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. So send I me that. Send me that. I'll send you yeah, that. Man. Sure. You send me a message. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's all get it. We'll all be at 3 a.m. texting each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's amazing. I um, don't do regular meditation, but for me, meditation is what you were just talking about, like those self-affirmations absolutely. that you sleep with and at one point in my life, it's like really what helped me survive, honestly. I don't think that I would have, well, no, I would have been, but it would have been a lot harder without the self affirmations I was listening to. Like, I genuinely depended on them every night until I got to a point where, like, I truly believed them. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I'll give you guys the top three books that I recommend. 
they're all mostly businessy books. Uh, first book I ever read changed my whole mindset on life, business, everything. Not working for money. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's a classic. Can't go oh, wrong yeah. with it. I think it's the first book anyone should read when it comes to business, real estate, money. Number two is how to win friends and influence people. If you know how to talk to someone and convince someone and honestly just make someone like you and trust you, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, that Literally goes into anything. the field that you do as well. Absolutely. It like aligns perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah, Sales important. is all about having people trust you. Like why would I be the realtor for them versus a thousand other realtors there? Mm-hmm. Building that trust, building that rapport, building that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then number three is the richest man in Babylon. Mm-hmm. This book will just absolutely change your game. I've never heard of that one. It's 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 uh it's an older book and they have like really weird like tonality the way they speak and the way it's written, but it is absolutely the best book when it comes to money and business. So what's the smartest way you've made somebody trust you? Mm-hmm. For me I'm just extremely open. That's Ex- a good question. The the best way I'll tell you I've made someone trust me is I am so open, especially when it comes to the field that I'm in. I'm in real estate, right? If I see something, I call it out. People think I'm there to sell them the house. I'm really not. I'm there to provide a service to them. I tell people every I'm not a sales industry. I'm in the service industry. So if I walk in and I see things that I don't like in a house, I'm calling it out. If I see the, the foundation is off, I'm calling it out. So when people see that I'm not there to sell them on something on a specific product and I'm there to really service them and whatever the right property is for them, that's what we're going to go after, not just trying to sell you anything and everything and then i'm just there for their best reasons like why are you buying why are you selling really getting to understand them know them and then match that with their real estate needs that's when they start to trust me so just being extremely open mm-hmm. how about you damn okay i don't think you would ask um <laughs> there was one time where a client couldn't pay a certain amount okay um they were just starting off they were a startup company so i was like you know what cool pay me this amount i'll give you a discount yeah pay me the amount, give him a discount. And then afterwards, let's say a weekend, give him their money back, everything back. I was like, hey, I don't think it's a good time to work because the market is not where it should be at right now. Absolutely. Two or three weeks later, I asked for the same initial price minus a discount that I asked for, mm-hmm. plus a little additional extra. And they trusted me right away. They built, I mean, once you give somebody their money back, they're like, holy shit, they really care for me. Yeah. They don't care about the money. So once you show that you really don't care about the money, once you, once you shift your mindset to not giving a shit about money, that's when your life changes. That's why I don't like people who flex, man. Relationships mm-hmm. over transactions. Mm-hmm. So that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, I think that really highlights how life is um, a seduction, you know? And he talks about how you need to um, use the person's name in conversation. You need to demonstrate an understanding of what they're going through. Absolutely. You need to open up to them so that they open up to you. Yep. And then you need to be genuine. You know, one of the chapters I remember about that is, when you're talking with someone, you have to genuinely listen. And that's yeah, something that not everyone nowadays knows how to do. It takes absolutely. a lot. They're, they're listening with the anticipation of responding. Absolutely. But they're not listening with that true, genuine um, kindness to just want to know what you're saying. Have absolutely. you ever tried mirroring? You know, you guys know what mirroring is? Yep. A thousand. That's all. So, yep. Absolutely. All the time. That's what you got to do. You explain, explain. Explain. Yeah. So mirroring is basically like, let's say, you know, me and Ibrahim are meeting for the very first time, right? And we're having a conversation. There's a certain tonality. There's certain, you know, right movements. Yeah, there's basically just mirroring exactly how they are to where they feel like they feel a lot more comfortable. Right now, if we're, you know, making really serious eye contact, I'm going to maintain that eye contact with you. If you're looking away, I'm going to start looking away. Mm. If you're sitting up, I'm going to sit up. If you're having a certain tonality, you're being sarcastic, I'm being sarcastic. So really just even mirroring even works the with person, words. Even everything. Works with words. If you're, 
they say mm. a certain word, you might you might repeat rephrase it, it and yep. repeat mm. it back to them. Absolutely. So automatically they're gonna be like, oh, he talks like me, he thinks like yep. me. I, should yeah, I, yep. I think mirroring is important in business, but I think in everything else, I wouldn't want to do that. I would just want to show up like Who how I am. And that's uh-uh. part of why I don't have a lot of friends. She's yeah. my only girlfriend. It doesn't matter what everyone else around you is doing. Right. As long as you stay true to who you are, they can show up however they want to show up. But you know at the end of the day that you're being yourself and you're showing up with love and light. And that's all that matters. And I think like genuineness always wins in the end of the argument or whatever the problem was. So do you guys think fighting in a relationship is healthy? Yeah. Gotta keep it spicy. Well, fighting... Um, if you're being aggressive with it and it's not productive, I don't think it's healthy. I think it's healthy when it's there's solutions mm-hmm. and it's not like an everyday thing. That's when it's healthy. So our relationship is a platonic friendship, but it's taught me a lot about romantic relationships. Ours? Because yeah. Okay. Because whenever <laughs> she we said, really? she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm trying to hear this. Yeah know this whenever we have problems it's not that we're like fighting against each other we're trying to help the other one become better so megan has said to me i don't like how you did that and i'll say to her i don't think you should have done that yeah and even though it's hard to hear at first we're so committed to our growth and helping each other evolve together our growth journey is on this continuum together you know we're not going here and she's going there I want to lift her up and she wants to lift me up. No. And that's right. why this works. And I think any right. true friendship or relate anything really, you got to be upfront. You got to be blunt. Like my, my cousins, my brothers, any of my friends, they know I'm the most up. Sometimes it's out of pocket, but I'm so upfront with you. If I tell you there's something I need, if I see something that's off, I'm like, yo, you're slacking on your business. Why are you waking up at 10? Like whatever it is, I will call you out. And a lot of people don't like it, but if you're a true close friend of mine, I'm going to let you know how it is. And exactly. I feel like that's how it should be. You got to be close enough to where it's not disrespectful. To say, again, obviously, you're not going to say it to a random stranger. But when you have your people in your circle, it's like saying, like, you know, if you have something on your shirt, a random stranger probably won't say anything to you. Yeah. But if I'm your friend and I'm your brother, like, yo. That's a out. true you know friendship. I mean? right. That's right. how it has to be. So, yeah, I feel like if you get to a level where you have that relationship, then absolutely. yeah, That's, that's a true friendship. I get completely out of pocket sometimes, to be honest. Yeah. When I talk to my friends, I am so, like, <laughs> it's terrible, man. <laughs> get the fuck to the gym, you fat fuck. Like, it's, like it's, it's bad. It's really bad. Some people, and I think mainly men, need that kind of aggression mm-hmm. to get up and do something, right? Yeah. I sure. think there's different, yeah, different takes, different, different approaches, think, yeah. for sure. And to have a friendship work, you also have to be um, willing to listen to criticism and the other person and how they feel, regardless of how you feel. I think the world would be a very different place if women are in a relationship would tell their man, hey, I think you could teach me a lot if you do this. I think you could be a much better person if you do this. Then be aggressive to them. But on the men's side, we can kind of be aggressive, to be honest. So question, Mm. if your girl thinks that she has something valuable to provide to you, in what way can she deliver that to you so that you listen to her openly and honestly instead of getting defensive about it? Ooh, this is a good I don't one. never get defensive. I, I will take constructive. As a matter of fact, I'll say, I'll say this to Omar right now. I'll be like, hey, man, if there's anything with the podcast that I could fix, tell me. I don't like people telling me I'm doing a good job. I don't like it. Like, I okay, I, I, I realize that the current state that I'm at right now, I'm doing a great job. I get it. Yeah. But tell me I'm doing a bad job and how I can fix it. I need that. I don't got people in my life to do that, Absolutely. honestly. Absolutely, and I agree. And also, I would say, on the other side of it, I think there's a different 
tonality and a different way to do it. So right. depending right. on how you approach me, I'm either going to shut down and be like, okay, great. And just, again, I, this is the issue I have. I just, I shut down. I'm just like, okay, cool. So there's a different tonality and a different way to approach it to where I'm going to sit down and listen and be like, okay, you're right. Let's have a conversation about this. I, I understand whatever it is versus a certain way of doing this. So I'm just going to make sure. Call it a day. Right. So it just depends on the demeanor yep, this the person approach. has and the how approach. they approach it. That makes lo- That's something I had to learn in my relationship because at first I would be like, why are you doing this? Like I would take it so personally mm-hmm. and to the point where it would make me approach him in a not very nice way. Like I would get very upset. I had to learn like I need to come at him differently for him to listen. And I noticed with me doing that and being mature about handling situations like I have received a completely different version of him. Yeah.